You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. Hey, what if you could predict your own future? What if we this morning could predict the future of little Zyla? You know, the truth of the matter is, is that you are very close. You've been very close to predicting your own future in the past. The reason I know that is because I guarantee that you've said to yourself more than once, why didn't I see that coming? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what was I? Where was I? And if you haven't done it to yourself, be honest with me here, you've done it for your wife, your husband, your brother, you've done it to somebody you know, haven't you? Somebody in your world and you've watched things happen and you've seen the dots start to connect together and then the, uh, the substance start to emerge and the inevitable happen. And if you haven't said it to them, and some of you have, but all of you have thought, oh, why didn't you see that coming? That was so obvious to me. I mean, uh, he's been breaking up with you for months. Or, uh, or you know... You didn't pass. Consider the amount of stuff. I mean, we could see this was going to happen. You just didn't focus. You didn't look. You, my goodness. And now you're worried. Now you're, this was so obvious to me. Where were you when this was going on? But the truth is, um, for some reason or another, we don't always see it coming. Um, sometimes uh, there's a hint dropped by circumstance sometimes there's a hint dropped by your wife (laughs) sometimes there's a hint dropped by somebody else in your world but often we just don't see it or we don't want to see it or we just look the other way and sometimes we just don't know where we're headed spiritually morally relationally professionally academically, financially, all the other leaves. Uh, you could put into that little nest of, uh, of thoughts there. But for some reason or another, we just don't see the end result of where we're headed. Now, this morning, I've got some bad news and I've got some good news. Good news and bad news. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? Uh, bad news. I always like the bad news first. Leave me up behind the good news, all right? So, so I'll give you the bad news, okay? Here's the bad news. Are you ready for this? Hang, hang on the uh, seats here, but uh, this, this, is, this is the truth. Most of your personal problems can't be fixed. <laughs> and everybody said, oh, thanks for coming. <laughs> Most of your personal problems can't be fixed. Um, the truth is, you fix a car, um, you fix a computer. How many know you fix the lawnmower? <laughs> uh, you can fix a refrigerator. <laughs> you can fix a dog, but that's a different kind of a fix. Uh, <laughs> but you can't fix a person because a person's not an object. Now, I said the bad news first, so don't tune off just too quickly. But you see, the truth is, 
you're not a computer. A computer has memory, you have memories. You are far more complex than some lead us to believe and you are far more complex than sometimes you realize yourself. See, in terms of personal problems, we can overcome them, sure. Um, we can use them to teach others, there's no doubt, and we can make sure they're not repeated, that's true, but your past is your past, and it is part of your story, it is part of who you are forever. There's a bit of a saying that goes around, it's, an abs it's a, 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 absolute nonsense, but some people believe it, it says this, what goes in Vegas stays in Vegas, but that's not true, because what happened in Vegas is connected inside of you to the rest of your life. And now some of you have never been to Vegas, and, you know, but you've heard the saying, you know, what goes on the road stays on the road or whatever. That only happens if you stay on the road or if you stay in Vegas. You're not a computer that you can unplug, count to 10, plug it in and boom. You're not a car that might hit a roof or something on a, on a back road and then you take it to a panel beater and you go back a couple of weeks later and that dinted up front, you go and you go, man, I can't see, it's like it never happened. And if you're a bloke, you take a tired eye over it, you look real close trying to see the overspray, you know, trying to find a mistake and you can't find a mistake and you think to yourself, it's as good as new. It's as if it never happened. You can fix a dent like that. But you can't fix a person. How many in this room know that your 80s hairstyle keeps turning up in photos, no matter how many times you try to erase it from your mind. <laughs> it added about three inches to your stature, right? <laughs> Personal problems can be avoided. This series is about that. Because there is enough problems in life that can't be avoided to decide to add problems that can be avoided. Problems can be Avoid it. The fundamental principle of predicting your future is understanding what's up on the screen in a moment. It's called the principle of the path. The principle of the path. Now, I'm going to give to you the principle of the path in a few moments' time. But I want to deal with that phrase and I want to explain to you some really important words from it so that when I give you the principle of the path and when I explain to you where Jesus gave us this insight, you'll be able to go, oh, I get it. And if you do, then the advantage of the path will become something that you can then uh, leverage for the rest of your life, I hope. Let's just deal with this word principle before I talk about what the principle of the path actually is. Because a principle is not a rule. Now, you need to understand what a principle is. Uh, a, a principle follows you. You follow a rule, but you don't follow a principle. A principle follows you. It applies itself to you, whether or not, and this is the real tricky bit, this is almost unfair, whether or not you even know it exists. Whether you've even ever heard of it. It's there in the background of your life functioning day and night, night and day, day and night. When you're asleep, when you're awake, it was functioning yesterday, it's functioning right now and it's functioning tomorrow. It's, it's, it's a sticky as glue. You cannot get rid of a principle. A principle is not a law that you can break. Uh, a, a, a principle will break you. Some of you would have heard, maybe not all of you, but some of you would have heard of Archimedes' principle, right? 
Well, Archimedes' principle applies itself to you whether or not you understand it, whether or not if I could stand you up right now, you could tell me what Archimedes' principle is. Every time you get into the bath, Archimedes' principle is at play. Every time you hop on a boat, every time you dive into a pool, you don't need to know it for it to be applying itself, for it to be following you around in your life because it's a principle and it's always functioning there in the background. Now, it's the principle of buoyancy and uh, Archimedes discovered it in the third century, so it's been around for a while now. He explained why, in mathematical terms, why rocks sink and why boats float. Principles can be discovered, but they can never be invented. You can't invent a principle. You can find it out, you can discover it, you can discuss it, but once you know it, you're then faced with a choice. You either leverage it to your advantage, which is what I'm hoping we're, we're going to do, or you ignore it. And if you ignore it, ultimately, it could undermine you and be a catalyst in your demise. But just understand this, you can't, you can't beat a principle. It applies to you whether or not you acknowledge it, whether or not you believe it. And I, and I want to make another comment about this principle of the path. We don't call it, and I want you to, again, note we haven't called it what a lot of people foolishly think it is. A lot of people call it the solution of the path. It's a principle. It's not a solution. It's not a fix. Now, let, let, me, let me explain this to you and how damaging and how destructive and yet deceptive this, this idea is. Some of you actually think there is a fix, a solution called the path. And you'll find it in a minute while many things maybe have gone wrong in your life or the, wrong, or the lives of others because of a belief in a misguided idea, the solution of the path. Let me explain. Um, how many of you have ever been, don't put your hands up, lost, right? You all know what it's like to be lost, right? Uh, you're driving your car, right? You tell Siri, take me to such and such a place. Well, Siri leads you up the garden path. Who's ever been led up the garden path by Siri? Give me a wave now, yes. Amen. <laughs> Siri, honestly, anyway, <clears throat> I could tell you some stories. Um, and so what do you do when you're lost, you don't look for a fix. You don't ring someone up and say, I'm lost. I need a solution. When you're lost, you need direction, right? If you ever phoned someone up and said, I'm lost, what do they say to you? The first thing is, where are you? Because when you're lost, you need to know where you are. Look around with 2020 vision and find the truth about your current reality. You're never going to be unlost unless you can come to grips with where you are. And then you get directions and you follow those directions. And the truth is, the truth is, did you know this? That we finish up financially in the wrong place relationally in the wrong place, vo vocationally in the wrong place, academically in the, all the Lees, put the Lees again, <laughs> all those Lees, we finish up in the wrong place exactly the same way we get to the right place. <gasps> That's right. And that is through direction. 
through following a path. You see, some people, and you maybe you've done this, I've had this happen to me, and now you'll never do this, right? I've had people come to me. I had a phone call once from a, a lady who uh, is no longer in our church, and her marriage um, disintegrated not long after this. She phoned me up, and she said, can you fix my husband? <laughs> I said, I'm a pastor. Anyway, I don't know what you mean. I'm not a doctor. Uh, can I fix your husband? Like, what do you mean by that? You know, basically what she was saying, you, you get it, you know, he's a drop kick. Our marriage is falling apart. He needs to be fixed. And, 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 then, and then to sort of, you know, add a bit of leverage into this, and don't think for one minute that this affected me, but, you know, how good a pastor are you? And they go, here we go, all right. <laughs> you know, how good are you, mate? Uh, if you're really good, you should be able to fix him. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, dear, 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 how misguided are you? Your husband can't be fixed. He's not a clock, your clock is broken you can get it fixed right if, if, if the car is broken you can get it fixed you don't fix people people are where they are because of the pathway they've trodden to get there what he needs is direction he can't be fixed but you go to a counselor you say, oh i've got a problem can you fix it and he listens politely and nods his head knowing full well and, and you you've probably even had this you've had someone come to you and they've got this problem and it's it's dramatic and it's overwhelming and it's immediate oh the world is falling apart you've got to help me i'm going to end it and i've got to carry on carry on carry on and you take this on and just oh man i've got to fix this you can't fix it because it can't be fixed because you get lost the same way you get found through direction. And intuitively, I actually think you know this. Now, here's where we get real interesting, all right? So I need your attention. Just don't, don't, don't take notes from it. Just look at me, okay? Or get off Facebook or whatever you're doing. Just look at me. Because uh, I, 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 you've got to hear this. You have to hear this. It's possible to be going in the wrong direction and feel like everything is right. It's possible to be headed towards disaster and never to be happier in your life. There is so much in popular culture today that reinforces that. You know, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Uh, this might not be right, but it, it, but it, but it feels so good. I don't care. I don't care if it's right or wrong. The thing is, this feels, I can't, and this is so dangerous because nobody knows the moment they get lost, do they? You've been lost, you know that. You don't know that. If, imagine if you did. Imagine if it was like, oh, I'm lost. Unlost, lost. <laughs> Unlost, lost. <laughs> No one does that. By the time you don't know when you got lost, somewhere down the track you go, where am I? I'm supposed to be here. I'm lost. I don't know. When did you get lost? Well, I don't know. I'm lost. It's not just a reverse back a little bit and now I'm unlost. Move forward a little bit. Now I'm lost. That doesn't work like that. 
Once you're lost, how many know you are seriously lost? And you don't need a fix. You don't need a solution. What you need is a new direction. What you need is the principle of the path, you see. Because that's what got you there. And that's what's going to get you out. But, but, but here's what we do, right? Here's what we do. And again, you've got, you've got to get this. Here's what we do. And goodness me. Have you not heard this? Have you never said this? Maybe. Oh, but you don't understand. Oh, I love him. <laughs> oh, you don't understand. You know, he gets me. <laughs> like nobody gets me. Oh, look, you don't understand. You live up there in that, you know, that, that moral, uh, uh, you know, watchtower of the church. This is the real world. I live in the real world. This may not be ethical, but everybody's doing it. And it's working for me. So I'll just keep doing it. And, and, and what tends to happen is that down the pathway a little bit, right? I'm not as enjoying it as I used to be. It doesn't feel so right like it once felt. Things start to get a little bit wobbly and this is what modern culture does. And this is what's going on right now. I don't know where this is happening in this room. I was surprised this is not happening right now. This is what we try to do, right? We try to manage consequences. And in our incredibly um, scientific an advanced society, we can manage consequences, affluent society, we can manage consequences like never before in the human race. I can manage consequences. You know what I can do? I can see a doctor, I can have a procedure. <laughs> nobody knows, nobody needs to know. This is my little secret and I'll make sure that nobody sees what's going on. And I'll just keep doing it and I'll pay somebody off. I'll just keep doing it and I'll just try to hide behind the wall. I'll just keep doing it and I will attempt to manage consequences. And I want to suggest to you this morning that managing consequences of the wrong path is a multi-billion dollar uh, industry right now in, in, in Australia. A multi-billion dollar industry. What we are trying to do is to manage the consequences of a pathway that was never going to take us where we wanted to go, but it just felt right at the time. And we thought to ourselves, if this doesn't work, huh, we'll get divorced. If this doesn't work, ah, we'll declare. If this doesn't work, whatever. I'll just unplug myself, count to 10, Replug and off I go. As if I'm some kind of machine. But you know that doesn't work. And I know that doesn't work. And so why don't we just come to grips with the reality of the world and of life in which we live in? Now, Jesus talked about this, and I want to drop in, on where he brings this so clearly to our minds and to our attention. Many of you in this room will know this story. And so I'm just going to ask you to do me a favor and don't rip to the end, all right? Some of you have been 
learning this story since you were, well, I have been, and a song will come to mind as I'm doing this, and I'll probably start singing it, and so will you, and <laughs> since I was four and five, all right? So just do your best to block out the song. We won't be able to, and, uh, and, uh, uh, but don't tune off, all right? Don't tune off because you know um, the, uh, the parable. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Jesus, listen to this. This is, this is incredible. He says, therefore, this is the end of the Sermon on the Mount. As a result of all I've just said, I think this was Jesus' go-to message, the Sermon on the Mount. I'm convinced he spoke more than once. The Sermon on the Mount is the most uh, arguably profound speech ever given by uh, a, a human being on, on planet Earth. Therefore, as a result of this, everyone, if you've read the Sermon on the, if you've read the, um, sermon on the Mount, this, this applies to you, Matthew 5 and 6, and go home and read it. Everyone, who reads these words or who hears these words and they've been heard by multiple billions of people since time, since two, for the last 2,000 years. Incredible, you, you need to read it. Whoever he, hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built, who built his house on a rock. Now, can I say to you, for some people, religion is coming to a place like this, getting slapped around, going home, saying, oh man, I felt so convicted this morning, it was so wonderful, then living your life as if you'd never heard a thing, right? <laughs> For some people, that's church. For some people, that's religion. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. He's not saying, whoever hears my words and went, oh wow, that was so profound. Oh wow, that was amazing. Oh man, so much of my life I, sh I should address because of what you just said, Jesus. Forget about it and move on. Uh, not not that <laughs> Jesus is talking here about something about application he said whoever hears my words right he's not promising a fix he doesn't say this will fix you it's not going to all of a sudden bring a magical solution to all of your problems he's talking about a direction he said whoever hears these words and, and applies them says he's wise now, he might be smart, he may not be smart, but he's wise. He might be talented, but he may not be talented, but he's wise. He might be rich, but he may not be rich, but he's wise. Anybody who gets this Sermon on the Mount and alters their behavior because of it, who does it, this person understand something because wise people understand something and this life's connected my past is connected to my present is connected to my future life is connected this is what wise people understand my past is impacting my present and will keep showing up in my future your current direction is a great indicator of your ultimate destiny is what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, if you, if you apply them, you're like a wise man who builds. He built. Who, how many know that building's a process? Who in this room, and you know, you've ever built a, a, a garage or maybe a house or you've built something? And this was back in the day before you got flat packs and YouTube channels, you know? Where you just, oh, let's, let's watch how to do this. Oh, I see. Let to figure it out. There was, there was no, there was no uh, advanced engineering drawings 2,000 years ago. To build something was an arduous process. Uh, there, this, this brings with it the idea 
of pathway. It brings with it the idea of process, that, that there is something going on. He says, whoever does these things is, is like somebody who understands, a wise person who understands life's connected. Stuff just doesn't go bang and happen. There is a connection in life. And he says, but if you do them, you're like the guy who builds, right? That's the process. But if you do this, you're like the guy who builds the process on a rock. Now, the rock represents the hard way, the self-disciplined way. Again, 2,000 years ago, right? They had no modern machinery to drill on the rock, you try to lay a foundation in a rock with a pick, which is all they had 2,000 years ago. This was before explosives. This was before hydraulics. You try to build a foundation in a rock. It takes a long time. This is the kind of thing. You go past the building site. You look, haven't done much. You come back three days later. You look, haven't done much. You come back another few weeks, haven't done much. Because there seems to be such little advancement. When you're digging in a rock, it's not easy. It doesn't come without a degree of effort. Now, he contrasts this. This is the wise man. The wise man sees that life's connected and makes the tough decisions. He then says, a foolish man, contrasting in verse 26. But he says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice. So you, you, you've, you've got the truth. You understand how to live. Jesus says they are like a foolish man. Now, they might be smart. They might be rich and they might be talented, but they're a fool. They're a foolish man who builds his house upon a sand. So he thinks I can unplug, just plug it back in. Boom, off we go again. But people aren't like that. And here's the, here's the rub. Here's Everyone in Jesus' audience knew what was about to happen. Nobody was about to be shocked by what was transpiring in the next part of the sermon. Jesus makes the point how the guy, you know, who, who, who built his house on the stand and, and, and who foolishly thought today's weather, today's weather will equal tomorrow's weather. And that inevitably is not the case. Eventually the rains come down. And what happens when the rains come down and the... Oh, sing it, sister. <laughs> the rains came down and the... Some of you went to Sunday school. <laughs> the rains came down and the... <laughs> That's how you sing it, lot. <laughs> and the house on the rock stood. There you go. <laughs> and the house on the sand went. And everyone listening to Jesus' parable went, <gasps> well, we knew. We could see it coming, Jesus. You, you didn't have to tell us. We knew how the story ended. Blind Freddy could see the house and the sand was going to go crash. We knew it. We could predict the future right here. <laughs> and how many know the guy who the, hand, the, the house has gone... He can't ring up his mate. He can't ring up Brian the builder and say, can you fix it? Nah. <laughs> we can't fix it. No, fix it. You know, we've, we've just lost the room. Yeah, we'll patch up that room. That's going to cost you a lot of money. And later, it's all going to fall over again. 
This is how people lose their fortunes. <laughs> oh, that's all right. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. We'll get some experts in and we'll, we'll do something, but we'll make it better. And we waste all of our capacity, all of our resource trying to manage outcomes. When the truth is, Jesus is talking about a life. He's not talking about a house. You get that. There's no fixing this house. You can't, you can't um, uh, spend money and make this work. You just got to let it go and build on a rock. This was so, so predictable. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd were amazed at his teachings because he taught as one who had authority. You know what that actually means? He taught as somebody who understood the truth. This guy's telling us how it actually is. He's not just talking in, in, in um, ecclesiastical terms. You know, he's just, not, he's just not laying it out there in, in some kind of top. He's actually in our lives and explaining to us how life works. He has authority, not like their teachers of the law. And finally, you know, coming to grips with this, he, he, he's showing us where life and God intersect and and the truth is, you can, um, you can get lost. You can get lost preaching a message and nobody knows. You can just back up a little bit and you go, okay, and get back on the track. <laughs> you, you can get lost uh, coming to my house and uh, it's all right. You give me a ring and I'll just say, no, where are you? Get, get there and you'll turn up five minutes late. That's not, probably not a really big deal. But you get lost in life you can lose your 20s. You get lost in life, you can lose your children. You get lost in life, you can lose grandkids. That's how serious this is. And it doesn't matter how much you pray. I, mean, I don't know how to break this to you. It doesn't matter how hard you fast and pray and wish and hope. You're never getting your 20s back. They're gone. They ain't coming back. Your kids are never gonna be kids again. They've grown now, gone, finished, done. And some of the most poignant and most valuable things of your life are gone. I'm not saying God can't restore a relationship with him. Of course he can. But what I am saying is that we don't go back in time. There's no time machine that takes me back to my 20s or my 30s. I am where I am in life and that's the way it is. And what I have to do is understand the principle of the path. We can put it up there. The principle of the path. Direction predicts destination every time direction predicts destination every time you are given the potential to predict your future because you now understand the principle of the path 
that life is connected. That what happens in you is, is far more important than what happens to you, but is a result of what and who you have decided to become. Now, let me make this one last point, and I'm going to pray, and I'm done. Several years ago now, I was up here on the corner um, where the Hungry Jacks is in, in Bavao, uh, Bandamba there. And I was talking on the phone to my sister-in-law. And I don't know what I was talking about now. It was a long time ago. But I remember, I, I'll never forget what I did. I'm talking to her and I've gone, no, no. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Hang up the phone. <laughs> Picked up the phone, dialed triple zero, said get an ambulance to this corner right now. The man's just been knocked off his bike. Now, I, I, I hung up the phone and I ran out to the road straight away. What had just happened? This guy was riding a push bike and I could see the red light, you know? I could see it. I wasn't even paying attention and I could see it. I was talking to my sister-in-law and I could see it. He didn't see it. <laughs> and he's driving along, he's driving this push bike and I could see this other car coming down the road. Have you ever done this? Have you ever see, seen it happen? And they couldn't see, but you saw it. This is that for me. I'm going, oh my gosh, oh my God. I, I could see this bloke getting cleaned off his bike, you know, five or 10 seconds, seemed like an eternity before it happened. And the minute that it hit me, I completely disconnected from, no, no doubt, my incredibly deep conversation with my sister-in-law. And, uh, <laughs> and I completely forgot she was there. Just to let you know, I did ring her back and explain, right? <laughs> I said, hi, Greta, it's John, yeah. Look, I'm very sorry. I wondered what was going on. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, I filled her in on the, on the details. But um, here's what I want you to know. I ran out to that road and I did everything in my power to make sure that that man's life was, was, was safe and as good as it could be. I stood in the middle of the road. I stopped cars. Car stops and this person gets out obviously had more medical experience than that. They're trying to help him. And I phoned the ambulance immediately. You know what I didn't do? And this is what I need you to understand. What I didn't do was sit there and go, ha, well, you made your bed, mate. Lie in it. You get my point? I don't want you to think for one minute. And, and I have an evil nature. I have a fallen nature. It didn't enter my head for one minute that I just, ha, idiot he got his just desserts <laughs> couldn't you see that red light fool should have saw the red light i saw the red light what's wrong with him I, I didn't behave like that and neither would you you know what's real sad so sometimes you think god does you think god would behave in a way that wouldn't even enter your head and you are a fallen human being the god of all love I, I say that because you know people and you said, I saw that coming. I saw that coming. <laughs> and you've had it in your eye. And maybe you're here today and, and, and you say, man, I, I saw it coming. I saw it coming. I, I, I didn't care. I said, no, but I love it. I like it. It's suiting me. I want to manage the outcomes. And, and you think, well, I guess I just got my just desserts. God never, ever sees it like that. God and in His incredible grace and His incredible mercy does exactly what I would do only 
to a greater level. God redeems us. God gets involved with our life. It doesn't take the accident back, the accident's happened. That's all I'm saying. God doesn't judge you because of the accident. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to communicate this so there is less collateral damage in our lives. Because there's enough stuff that we've got to deal with. To want to invite into our lives more stuff that maybe, just maybe, never had to be dealt with at all. The principle of the path is the first thing you need to apply to your mind in our beginner's guide to predicting the future. Thank you for listening to this podcast.